Sinners to commit their crime before punishing them. Would you wait to weed a garden till after the roses were dead? The justice of Ahmed surveys the whole of our lives, past, present, future. She knows what we've done and what we will do. Welcome, my friends. I am James Zipolitti, also known as Dr. J, TikTok famous demon hunter and knower of things. That voice you just heard was Arthur Harrow, played brilliantly by Ethan Hawke in Marvel's Moon Knight on Disney+. His plan is to bring Amet into the mortal world and judge people before they commit any evil acts. If this demon is released, it will become so powerful and wipe out any humans that Amet deems capable of committing any awful, awful crimes. And I guess on paper it sounds kind of good, right? This utopia that Arthur Harrow believes in, that if we knew that you were going to commit a crime that was so awful that we just get rid of you. It's like the movie Minority Report. But there's a lot of moral questions here um, when it comes down to that. But let's get into this first episode of The Real Demons of Pop Culture. And each week... We're going to journey into the underworld and meet a demon and talk about that demon. Is that demon what it looks like on screen or in your comic books or in your video games? Let's find out. So this week, it's Ahmet, and Ahmet is an Egyptian goddess. Uh, let's see. Did, did Marvel get Ahmet correct? Now, Ahmet also goes by the name Devourer of the Dead or the Eater of Hearts. She is an Egyptian goddess. She works for Mat, the goddess of order and truth. And each week, I'm not going to go into all the other gods, goddesses, or demons because they may come up in another episode. So I'm going to stick right to the demon this week. And there might be some talk about other gods and goddesses, but I'm not going to dive deep into those at this time. So uh, the devourer of the dead, why is Ahmet called the eater of hearts? Well, Ahmet is well, if you ever see these pictures of Ahmet, let's talk about the look. Her physical form is a mixture between three animals. It's got the head of a crocodile, a lion, lion's mane and paws, leopard spots sometimes you'll see, and a hippo hind. Um, she is an imposing foe. However, I think Ahmet is kind of cute. You know, this little... Uh, crazy, kooky, crocodile head looking like she's wearing hippo pants with some lion mane. I mean, it's an interesting uh, image. So why why are there these three images? Why is a crocodile not enough to frighten people? Because I think that's kind of funny. Like, we could have had a lion. It could have been a crocodile. It could have been a hippo. Any of those things uh, would be capable of eating the heart. And uh, 
it's interesting why they combined it. Well, these are the three largest man-eating animals known to ancient Egypt. So I guess, you know, the idea is we really, really want to scare the hell out of you when you uh, pass away. So what is Ahmet's job? Why is Ahmet eating hearts? In ancient Egypt, when you died, you continued to live in the afterlife. In order to get to that happy place, you had to basically be judged now let's stop for a second, and I just want to go back and think about people in ancient times and the idea of an afterlife period. Now, what most likely happens is you have your friend James, and James is living and having fun with you, and there's this certain thing that is James, and one day James dies. And whatever that James was is not there anymore. There's just the body, but the, the essence that makes James James is no longer there. And so these people in ancient times felt as if something had left the body. And we call that the soul or maybe the life force or maybe energy. But that thing left the body and went somewhere else. So this is kind of where we get this introduction of an afterlife, right? We had some living thing, and that living thing is no longer living, and there was something different, something left, something is gone. And so we have this idea that it went somewhere after life. And that should be enough. You live your life, if you believe in an afterlife, you die, and you go to wherever that place is. And that may have been enough for a while, but Ahmed eats the hearts of the people who maybe didn't live their best life. And so this introduces this idea of a judgment in the afterlife. And this is not just ancient Egyptian. We know this in all these religions we listen to. You will be judged and based on what you did in this life. So why, why do we have this idea that we need to be judged why can't it be we live, we die, we go on, and we live happily ever after in the afterlife? Well, imagine you are living and somebody does something horrible to you. Or you're poor and somebody's super rich and you are mad that they're going to have the same afterlife as you're going to have. Or you're going to live forever eternity with that awful neighbor. So we have to have this justice because we can't feel like, hey, I'm doing everything right, but this jerk over here, he's not doing anything right, or he slept with my wife or something like that. And you're like, well, there's no way that guy's going to be living with me in eternity, right? So we have to have this. Now, in obviously, in the real world, we have justice, or at least we try to have justice. And that idea of justice is now moved into the afterlife. So we need some form of justice so we know the people we don't care too much about or the people who wronged us or are just plain bad people, they're not going to be there. And not only are they not going to be there, like it wasn't enough for it to be you lived a bad life, you die, and you just don't get to experience the afterlife in a good way. We can go on and they have, uh, depending on what version of religion we're talking about, there are some awful, awful tortures. It's kind of weird that maybe a, you know, an instant in your life that you did something wrong, you will be eternally tortured for. Like that's a little bit too much, right? The, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. 
I mean, it should be temporary. But, you know, we're going to talk a lot about these things in other episodes when we get to those certain religions and the demons that might show up because of something you did. But what would happen in ancient Egypt is when you die, they would weigh your heart against a feather. So you, and it was the feather of Mott. So it's usually an ostrich feather. And you would sit there, Anubis would like weigh your heart on the scale. And if it was even balanced, then you could go on into the afterlife and to those fields of reeds and be happy and go and live your life in a great way. But if the scales did not balance, your heart would be tossed to Ahmet. Ahmet would eat the heart and you would be restless. You would just be a restless spirit for the rest of eternity. Um, it is not a fun thing. Now, did they get this sort of right in um, uh, Moon Knight? And are you loving Moon Knight? Let me know. So if you uh, want to, you can go to jamesability.com slash Twitter. On Twitter, I am at jamesability. Um, if you have maybe a demon you want me to talk about in a future episode, find me on Twitter. And just say, James, how about this movie and this demon or this comic book and this demon or this video game and this demon or a book, whatever it is, and you want me to talk about it, go find me on Twitter at James Ippolitti. Again, I can, you can go by my website, jamesippolitti.com forward slash Twitter. So I am loving Moon Knight and we have one episode left at this point and I don't know, I'm nervous that they're not going to be able to put enough information for us in the final episode. I just heard it will be 45 minutes long. And I'm probably going to do a bonus episode for my Patreons after Moon Knight is finished and talk about what we saw. But the last episode was pretty amazing when we did go into the Egyptian underworld. And we have the hippo driving the boat. Now, boats are very important. If you were buried in ancient Egypt, usually they had these little model boats that were there as well because those were important for the travel in the afterlife. As we saw in Moon Knight, the scales did not balance for Mark Spector and Stephen, and we they went through to find out what was going on in their life that wasn't causing balance. But what's interesting in um, Moon Knight was that the heart, if it didn't get scaled, they had these like zombie-type creatures climbing onto the boat to pull them into the sands. Um, and that's interesting because Ahmet was depicted as sometimes standing by a lake of fire in some traditions, and the, un, the unworthy hearts were cast into this fiery lake to be destroyed. So it's possible that we're, we're kind of going with that route where they're going to toss the heart into the sands. Maybe that's kind of like the fiery lake. Ahmet and this lake represent that same concept of destruction. Now, it might have been done this way. It makes sense the reason why they use this zombies climbing on the boat and the lake that the boat is going on being the concept of destruction since we know in Moon Knight that Ahmet is trapped and, you know, Harrow is trying to release Ahmet, right? So that's probably why we couldn't have seen Ahmet. Like, it wouldn't have made sense if we saw Ahmet in that scene. Um, 
And so I think that's why they went with that visual. But again, I love the visual. I love what they're doing here. And um, let's take a pause here. I want to talk about something I'm going to try to do every week called the Holy Grails of Pop Culture. This isn't an ad. It's just a break. So the Holy Grail this week is issue number 32 of Werewolf by Night. It's a Marvel comic, right? Werewolf by Night, issue number 32. If you happen to find this anywhere, pick it up. Pick it up. Now, be warned. There are reprints of these, facsimiles of issue number 32. But if you're able to find the the issue, it is the first appearance of Moon Knight in a Marvel comic. I think it came out around 1975. This comic book, it is definitely a holy grail. I saw on eBay this issue in very good condition. Again, it was um, graded at, I think, a 9.6, which is almost mint. Sold for over $25,000. That's a near mint condition issue 32 of Werewolf by Night. First appearance of Moon Knight. However, when you're out at like maybe the thrift stores or you're at a yard sale, that's the one you want to look for. So that is this week's holy grail of pop culture. If you see it, pick it up. And, you know, condition is important, but that doesn't mean that if you get one that's not in best condition, it's still going to be worth hundreds of dollars, right? So uh, definitely check that out. Now let's get back to Ahmet. And uh, another thing I want to discuss about the differences between Ahmet in Moon Knight and in the real world is this concept of Ahmet being able to see past, present, and future. This is not something that existed. This is an invention by Marvel, and it makes sense, you know, why uh, we have this. Because otherwise, Ahmet's not really doing anything wrong. If you, I, the, the thing I love again about Ahmet is Ahmet reminds me of my dog sitting at the dinner table, just sitting at the edge of the table waiting for scraps, and that's what Ahmet's doing—just waiting for somebody whose heart does not uh, balance with the feather, and then it's going to devour that heart. And this is another thing that's interesting about Marvel is you have Ethan Hawke, once again, I think he's doing a brilliant job. And Oscar Isaac also, he should get an Oscar for, well, I don't, not Oscar, Emmy maybe for this. He's doing such an ama- amazing work. But what's super cool is that you have this idea of Ethan Hawke walking around with all his followers and he's got this little cult of people, this, this cult of Ahmet. But in ancient Egypt, they didn't worship Ahmet. They feared Ahmet. You did not want to have your heart eaten by Ahmet. Just wasn't a good thing. So there was no worship of this. And the idea in Marvel makes sense because, hey, he has this idea of a utopia that could exist if we get rid of anybody who is evil or will be evil. And therefore, we know everybody we bump into during the day, hey, they're a good person, right? Right? You don't have to worry about getting mugged or shot, right? Because Ahmet took care of all the people who possibly would have done that. And it sounds good on paper. I, I you know, but again, there's a lot of uh, things that come up about um, whether you have a choice. Because if, if the idea is Ahmet is able to see these things, then we kind of don't have free will. And we're going to be doing this stuff no matter what. So I think that... 
is interesting that Marvel chose to do this, but it also is important because if we just have Ahmet being Ahmet, there's no, there's no, Ahmet is sort of order in this afterlife, right? And this is also in Christian belief where, you know, that you get judged. Um, you're not being judged on things you haven't done. You're judged on the things you've done in your life. We uh, definitely haven't seen Ahmet yet, so I'm curious how cool this crocodile, lion, hippo pant-wearing uh, demon is going to look. And again, I find it fascinating that we needed all three monsters or all three animals to create this monster. Like we really are like hammering in the point that this is a bad guy or a woman, a bad girl. You know, she, she really needs to hammer in the point that you better fear me. And again, I guess if you're walking around in ancient Egypt, you probably see people getting eaten by crocodiles, lions, and hippos running you over. So it was a frightening thing. Like, if you come in the modern day, you look at it, and it's just, you know, I think it's cute. I think I would love a Funko pop of Ahmet. I don't know if Funko's going to get a Moon Knight thing, but I would love to see Ahmet as a Funko pop. That would be a lot of fun. And um, I'm not going to talk about Khonshu, but I do think that Marvel is doing a great job with the hippo even of creating these images, uh, these 3D renderings of these originally 2D images of these gods, goddesses, demons, whatever you want to call them. So I'm really happy with everything I'm seeing and I'm excited to see if Ahmet will be released. Now, Ahmet lived near the scales of justice in, and it, this is brought up in Moon Knight, the place is called Duat. Duat is the Egyptian underworld. And, um, you know, you would have a, a Anubis weighing the scale, like I said, Mott's feather is what it's being weighed against, the heart is being weighed against. Ahmet sits there like a dog at your dinner table waiting to eat the heart. But where does this stuff come from? And I'm going to give you some further reading. The Egyptian Book of the Dead. That's kind of where we discovered all of these funeral rituals that the Egyptians believed in. Now, the Egyptian Book of the Dead sounds like a scary book. And by the way, if you like scary books, head over to my Patreon you can just go jamesippolity.com forward slash Patreon. And I write a scary story. It's a short story every month, and I mail it out or email it, depending on what you want. And so uh, all you have to do is, again, go to my Patreon. And everything I say, I'm going to make sure I have the uh, links in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes, find my Twitter, go to the show notes, go visit me on TikTok, and see my behind-the-scenes daily stupid stuff that I do. And... Patreon's there as well. So I write a short, scary story every month, and I mail it out. I can also email it. Depending on your tier that you pay is depending on how you get it. There's the $10 wax seal. And what I do is I write the story, and then I typewrite a letter to um, my Patreons. And I the wax seal is I fold the, the letter, the newsletter, like in a atrium. 
19th century style folding, and then I use a wax seal, and then that goes into the envelope. So that's my the ultimate. But if you just want to get podcast extras, like I'm going to do some extra stuff and bonus episodes and things like that, there's a $3 tier, $3 a month, and you'll get everything that I do that's behind the scenes and bonus podcast stuff. So that's my little plug for that. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I will be doing a bonus episode this week on the Egyptian Book of the Dead and what that is. I'll give you a hint. It's not really a book. You can go to Amazon or you know Barnes & Noble and you can buy a book, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, but technically it's not a book. And no... Two books of the dead are the same, and I'll have to explain that in the bonus episode. Um, But everything that we know comes from these, and Amit is part of the most famous part of the Egyptian Book of the Dead. So there are spells, and there is a weighing of the scale spell, which is the most famous, and Amit Therefore, it's one of the most famous goddesses. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. This is kind of the way we're doing. Now, obviously, I've done tons of podcasts in my past, and, and I know that these grow and they change and things. But I do, I do uh, want you to be part of this. And also, if you become part of the Patreon Uh, There's a Discord server that you can jump into and talk uh, with me and other, hopefully, uh, patrons. And you can also go to Twitter, like I said, and say, hey, James, make sure you do this demon. Don't forget about this demon. Or maybe I didn't cover something about Ahmet, or you have a question about Ahmet. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram. Find me on TikTok. But I think Twitter would be great for just the conversation pieces. Or if you're on Patreon, then you can obviously go to the Discord and ask things in the Discord. So, I hope you feel right now that you are a knower of things and that you will continue to know more things. And one day, you will be at the Dr. J knower of things level. So, peace, much love, and keep coming back. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.